Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the Chase Podcast. Isaac Signs here with Rashard Davis on the line. Now, to give you a little brief intro to Davis, he's 23 years old, went undrafted out of James Madison University, signed on with the Philadelphia Eagles as an undrafted free agent in 2017, spent the year in Philly, and Won himself a Super Bowl ring, being a part of that team. So first things first, Richard. I understand you're busy staying in shape, but thanks for taking the time to join the Chase Podcast today. And how are you doing? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great, man. Just glad to, you know, be here answering those questions, get to talk a little bit about football, just share some knowledge. All right, well, let's get rolling on that note. So, Richard, as as previously mentioned, you know, you went undrafted. I always like to ask this question because I've had a couple of players that didn't hear their name called on draft night, but what was that process like for you and how did not hearing your name help fuel you to prove all your doubters wrong? Um, it was just it was just more motivation. Um, and I've been honestly I feel like I've been doubted a lot throughout my career, whether that was coming out of high school, I was drafted late. Um wasn't really highly recruited because of my size going into college, you know, first year I was behind a senior and I was supposed to be starting coming up senior year. Then we got a new head coach and he bumped me down to fourth string just because of my size again. And, uh, long behold, the second game of the season that year, I was a starter and I had four receptions for 125 yards, two touchdowns. So, it's just been like that my whole career, you know, so it's just driving me to just, you know, prove people that size doesn't matter. I think a lot more. You've clearly had success based on your resume as a return specialist in college. How valuable is it for your NFL career to have that ability to help teams out in, in special teams? Um, I think it's really big because one thing that um, one of my coaches in college preached a lot was that, you know, the more you can do in the NFL, the longer you'll stay. So I think that uh, returnability, um, you know, sets me apart from a lot of players 
that doesn't really have that dynamic to their game. Um, and it just, you know, shows teams that I can bring more than a receiver to the, the lineup. I can bring a, a return specialist and a player, you know, with all-around speed that can play on really any special teams. My next question is, what are some of those challenges returning kicks at the NFL level and even the college level? Do you have any specific drills that help you maintain coordination, especially in high-pressure situations? Um, I don't really, I don't say I have a certain drill, um, but whether I'm practicing or in the game or whatever, I just try to stay as calm as I can back there um, and don't let the, you know, outside noise of like the crowd or the guys running past me distract me from the ball, which is really, you know, the key to the whole thing. Um, so as long as I stay relaxed back there, it just makes things a lot easier because you don't tense up and you just follow the ball in with your eyes and just make the catch. That's the, you know, that's the most critical part, getting the ball back to the offense. But, you know, um, big playability and stuff of that nature, that just comes with, you know, practicing it, doing it for a while and having that knack for the game. Now, many players play their entire NFL career without getting a ring or experiencing a Super Bowl experience can you talk a little bit about what that experience was like being on the Eagles uh, roster during the 2017 season? Uh, honestly, it was like deja vu to me um, because my, my senior year in college, my um, the 2016 year, we went to the national championship and won that. So it kind of felt like, you know, deja vu to me. I could see the same family vibes in the locker room. We had the sort of similar uh, camaraderie. And it was just like everybody was just vibing off each other. And it was like a big family, like a big brotherhood. And we got to a point where it's not like we were big-headed or anything. It just felt like we couldn't be beat because we were so close as a team. You know, we clicked on all cylinders. So it was just going to be hard for a team to come in there and snatch that away from us. So it, it honestly felt the same. Obviously, the Super Bowl <laughs> was way bigger than national championship. But it, it was just a great experience overall. I could imagine. And what was it like playing under head coach Doug Peterson? You know, this is a guy that's been talked very highly by many of his players and a lot of media members for his ability to weather the storm, so to speak, but still keep his team together. What kind of leadership does he bring to the table? Um, it, he's, a, he's a very good leader, I would say. Um, playing under Doug was great, you know, because – you have a lot of coaches, and I've experienced it in my career, that aren't really player coaches. Um, you know, the players don't feel comfortable going to talk to them or just joking with them. But with Doug, it's different. Um, obviously, you can respect him because he will still discipline you if he needs to. But you can, you know, joke with Doug, laugh with Doug. He's a great guy to go to to talk about anything you need help with, not just football. Um, so, overall, he's just a great person. And, you know, with his leadership, it just makes it even better that he's a head coach. Um, because it just brings no skill to the team. And it just, all of a sudden, like, in the end, it just brings the team together like a big family. Like I said, he's basically like, you know, like a father figure to the guys in the locker room, the guys on the team. Being a member of the practice squad, I'm sure you face the, the team's starting defense uh, most, mm -hmm. most days. And you were going up against guys like Ronald Darby, Jalen Mills, Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeod. What was it like in, in that experience going up against these seasoned veterans, and how did it make you a better player? Uh, it made me, you know, way better player just because those guys have been playing the league for, you know, some time. 
Um, all of them had different, you know, skill sets and um, d- different abilities. But I feel like myself going against each one of them because I did, um, it just, you know, brings more to my plate because I get to see what, okay, he specializes in this, so I need to work on this, or he's better at this, so I need to go at him like this. And that'll just help me as I, you know, further my career and go against different players um, because I feel like I can use each one of them as a as an example for going against anybody in the league um, just because of their different sizes, different speeds, um, you know, different arm lengths, whatever the nature is. I feel like going against them really, you know, made me a better player because they were, you know, the best in the league last year and going to this year, you know, they made a lot of big plays um, and they continue to week in and week out. So I think in the end, you know, competing with those guys every day just pushes me to become better. Right on. Now, many people completely disregard practice squad players, but the fact of the matter is that you play such a pivotal role in emulating opposing teams' offensive players. What type of pressure do you deal with being on the practice squad, and what type of mentality do you need to possess to withstand going up against some of the best players in the league? Um, you, you have to be mentally strong, you know, um, but the thing about, I can't say, I can't speak for all teams, um, but the thing about the Eagles, especially last year, you know, the coaches or nor the players made the practice squad guys feel any different. You know, we were all together on one team, you know, um, but at the, at the same time, you know, you got to keep a strong, um, you know, mental, mentality is because a lot of other people, like you said, they don't really respect practice squad guys or they don't really give us any credit. Um, but the guys on the team, you know, they really will praise us and thank us for giving those good looks because in the end, that's the look that they, you know, have going into the game when it's um, on the line and it's time to really, you know, put the ball down and go get the win. So they really used to praise us a lot, and uh, I really thank them for that. Now, Rashad, I just got to ask you, man. I mean, the the Eagles played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and there's one particular player that was a member of the Patriots, is now in Miami, but Danny Amendola, you're very similar as far as slot receiver size-wise. Were you given the task of of emulating Danny Amendola and some of those New England receivers for the secondary? Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) They, uh... You know, because like you said, we have similar skill set, um, the speed and the, the height. And so when, when the uh, week came around, they were like, okay, this is your task. You know, this is what we want you to uh, show to um, start defense. So, yeah, that was one of the roles I took on during that week when we played those guys. And you spent a lot of room in the film room trying to break down all these players' tendencies to give – the first team defense, the best possible look. It's got to be, you know, pretty challenging, isn't it? To to consistently be turning on, watching different players, watching different teams. But also, I'm assuming it's also good for the development of you as a player, correct? Yeah, I, I don't say it's challenging just because um, in the end, it's making me a better player because those guys have been playing the league like Emmett Dota, also Edelman was one of the guys that I had to, uh, you know, simulate a little bit. So I feel like in the end, that just makes me a better player because I'm like, okay, how are they getting open? What techniques are they using? Um, are they changing different speeds? Or what moves are they doing at the top of the route? 
Um, so, you know, studying them, really, I just, you know, we can take, I can take some of their moves in, in a sense and just put it into my game, you know, and in the end, they'll make me a better player. Now that you're a free agent, what does your typical week look like? I mean, how do you keep in shape and how frequently do you train? Oh, I train, I usually give myself a day in between each day, um, just because, you know, now, like, since I'm not in a facility or anything, I don't have, like, a hot tub or cold tub or anything, like a crowd chamber to go to. So I don't want to break my body down. Um, but I train typically every other day. I'll go to the field one day, and then I'll go to the weight room the next day. I also have a sauna here um, where I train that. So that's, that helps me, you know, keep the fat off my body and stay in shape. And, uh, yeah, that's what I do. I usually go to the turf fields, say, on a Monday and then Tuesday, I give myself a break. I probably do, like, some abs and curls and stuff like that at the house, um, some band work. And then on Wednesday, I would go to the weight room and hit the weights. Um, really focus on my legs a lot just because, like, you know, as a receiver, you're not really, like, bench pressing a lot of guys like O-linemen or D-linemen. But I still use uh, some weights on my chest and stuff like that just to keep my arms in shape. But a lot of focus on my legs. Now, can you speak on the importance of – your nutrition plan and what you're feeding and you're consuming on a day-to-day basis? Because I know a lot of being a professional athlete, not that I am one, obviously I'm not, but I can I can tell you I took some sports nutrition classes and these are experts talking about, hey man, these athletes, not only are they doing it in training and on the field and every Sunday, but a lot of their success comes from their health and what they're feeding themselves. Can you speak on what your diet looks like? Um, I don't say I necessarily have a diet, but I like to stay away. Well, not stay away. I like to really eat a lot of, uh, like, chicken or, like, fish products, um, you know, just because they have a lot of nutrients, and then chicken has protein built in it. Um, I don't really eat a lot of steaks or anything like that, but that also has a lot of protein in it for, you know, guys that are really um, into that. Um, I try to drink a shake every time I, after I work out which will consist of, like, fruit, um, some protein, whatever I have, um, maybe some milk, um, some peanut butter or something. Um, but like you said, nutrition is a, is a big part, you know. Um, and also sleeping, that helps a lot because, you know, without sleep and nutrition, your body tends to break down on its own, whether, you know, you're training a lot or not is going to break down eventually because you need, you know, you need sleep and you need nutrients to fuel your muscles and to push your body, especially when you're in high training sessions. So, and after high training sessions, you know, you got to put that all back into your body. So drink a lot of water. Um, or if you have food, you can salt your food to put those, you know, that sodium and electrolytes back into your body. So like you said, it's a big part. Now, the NFL continues to emerge into a pass-first league, which is something that we're seeing with many of these prolific offenses. You're seeing the Chiefs and Mahomes and the Los Angeles Rams. With that being said, how important is it to learn and execute the entire route tree as a wideout? Oh, it's very important. Um, Actually, in this offseason, well, this past camp, um, we had about five receivers go down on the Eagles. Um, so I was uh, I was looked on to as one of those receivers to play all of the positions. So I had to play inside and outside. And, um, 
you know, just knowing how to run every route. Because um, in the off season, I would, you know, practice every route, uh, go through the route tree, and just, you know, try to specialize in each route and specialize in a different route each day just to, you know, make sure when my, when my number's called, my name's called on, is nothing that I can't do in the end. And like I said, again, that just makes you stay longer in the league where you can do more than one, one or two things. And what type of training regimens do you implement that help you create that separation at the line of scrimmage? I know you being that slot type of wideout, it's so important for you to win those battles, especially when you're working closer into the red zone and all that. Is there any particular drill or exercise that you do during your training week that helps keep you crisp with those uh, route running abilities? Um, I can't say a specific drill, um, but I do a lot of cone drills and like band work with band resistance. Um, I do some ladder work, just, you know, keep my footwork intact because footwork is a big part of it. Um, I do a lot some cone drills where like I have to break on a dime and make a 90 degree turn or I just try to, you know, when I'm practicing things on my own, I just try to put myself in um, positions that you're not likely going to be in, especially not a lot. So that way, when I'm in positions that's easier, it's, it'll be a lot more easier, you know. So just trying to um, put myself in positions where it'll just, you know, further me when those things come. And then when I'm in an unexpected situation, it's not like, oh, man, what do I do here? It'll be, okay, I remember, you know, since I'm doing this, then I could just pull it out of my back pocket as a tool. Now, I asked a, a similar question earlier in this interview, but of all those corners that you faced during your time in Philadelphia and in the preseason when you played some other teams, which corner, I know this is hard, but can you think of a corner that provided you with the stiffest challenge? Um, I could say, I know, well, Ronald Darby um, is one of them because, you know, he's so fast. Like, I could, I could do a double move or something on him and get him, you know, slipping or looking the wrong way. But his makeup speed is so fast and, you know, so quick that he's still right there on the back hip as soon as you turn back around. Um, so that was something that I had a difficult time with because I, in college it wasn't like that. If I make a double move with somebody on something or somebody, you know, they were in the dust, I was easily running past them. But with Darby, he's so quick and fast. And then I would say uh, Malcolm uh, Jenkins, he's, like, so strong and so physical. Um, in the slot where it's close quarters, you know, there's one thing I had to work on because I'm obviously smaller than a lot of guys. So if he get his hands on you, then it'll be a lot harder to get off because, you know, he's a very strong physical guy. So I had to work on, you know, swatting his hands down or try to make a move uh, far enough from him where he can't reach and put his hands on me um, to get around him. So I think, you know, specifically those two guys were, you know, uh, one thing or two things that I really had to, you know, work on and get better with. Now, uh, kind of to ask you a question about Carson Wentz. He was having an MVP-like season in 2017 and continues to prove himself as one of the more promising young quarterbacks in the NFL. Can you talk a little bit about the, the leader that he is and how he was able to remain engaged during the Super Bowl run despite being sidelined? Man, he's a, he's a great leader. Um, but just like just like Doug, like I was talking about earlier, 
um, his leadership doesn't come with, you know, authoritative action. He's just such a great person and, you know, a good guy that everybody just wants to look up to him and everybody wants to follow his lead. And uh, that's what, that's why it didn't surprise me that, you know, even Dick was following Carson Lee, even when Carson was sidelined, because of, you know, the type of guy that Carson is. It's just hard to, you know, not like the guy and not want to follow his lead. So that's why I feel like it was a lot easier for him. And, you know, his game speaks for itself. It's not like he's just talking and not backing up. His game obviously speaks for itself because of, you know, he was the MVP caliber quarterback last year before he was sidelined. And I think he, you know, he's emerging to be another one this year, um, you know, coming off that injury. So, Can you talk a little bit about this Philadelphia Eagles fan base? I mean, they just look crazy, man, watching them on TV whenever <laughs> the Eagles are playing at home. And there's all kinds of mixed feelings toward this Philly fan base. Can you just chat a little bit about the type of energy they bring to you all when you're playing at the link? Uh, man, they bring a they bring a whole different type of energy. Um, it's basically like the 12th man on the field, you know, because they they cause teams to have penalties because they're so rowdy, man. When they get going in that stadium, you can't hear a pen like you can't hear anything. So it's like. I know, you know, how hard it could be on the opposite side trying to call a play or trying to get the call from the quarterback, whatever the case may be. And then, um, and they'll let us know too, you know, if we have a bad play or something or we do something that was just, you know, out of pocket, then they're definitely going to let us know. They're not biased at all. They just, you know, they just love their team. And that's, that's all it is. They just want to see us do our best. You know, obviously you're a free agent, so a lot of things are still mm -hmm. on the table. Maybe a return to Philly down the road just because you know the system. But what are a couple of things that you really took with you from your short time in Philadelphia, and how do you plan to implement those life lessons as a player moving forward? Um, I'll say um, some things I took with me. Um, I feel like just, just hard work uh, and dedication, you know, um, like I said, I've been, like, doubted and pushed my whole time playing football, really. Um, so just continue to work hard and uh, continue to just show people what you can really bring to the table cause, because, obviously, no one really knows what you can bring to the table except yourself. Um, and, you know, you just got to go out there and prove day in and day out the skill set and potential that you really possess. Um and I wouldn't say I really brought, got that from the uh, from Philadelphia. I feel like that's just something that I've, you know, grown to come home with, you know, like I said, playing throughout my career. Um, I don't feel like, you know, someone down to you can really tell you that, you know, you can't do it because if you feel like you can do it and you know you possess the skills that, that that's, you know, get the job done, then you got to keep going, like I said, and just prove to people why you really deserve to be there. Well, Richard, again, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me for this interview today. I know you're busy training and all that, but I really uh, I'm rooting for you as you continue this NFL journey. And take care, and, and I'd hope to get you back here on the podcast maybe sometime later on into, into the year. Yes, sir. Just, hey, let me know if we have each other's numbers so we can stay in touch. It was definitely a pleasure being on the podcast today. All right, man. Well, blessings. Take care. And let me know if anything is developing as far as uh, an NFL opportunity. Yes, sir, I will let you know. All right, Appreciate man. it, brother. Take care. Blessings. Yes, sir. Thank you.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.